Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the Buffy podcast that is out of the woods. Hellmouth? Hellmouth. Yeah, yeah, Captain Cardboard is back! He is coming back. The previously on is like, hey, remember Riley? These are all of the things you need to know about him. Oh, shit. Are you still getting previously ons? Yeah, man. I'm <gasps> on that Google Play movies cool. thing. Oh, it's tell me all possibly, about it. <laughs> possibly widescreen. I don't mm. know. When you were watching, did Sam ever speak a line, but her mouth wasn't moving? Oh, the wiki told like me about screen? that. Yeah, that happens in the widescreen version. <laughs> yeah, I've got that. <laughs> Awkward. Yeah, I shouldn't have that. I didn't notice it, so I don't... Well, no, I'm watching the DVDs, so I don't think I'm watching it in widescreen. Yeah, man. Yeah. Listen, it was not meant for widescreen. Awkward. The width of the screen is bad. Oh, hilarious. Uh, so right. it was just like one line, but yeah. It's anyway, I do have those previously ons. Oh, They're going cool. well. CC is back. We're excited to see him, probably. And I was really jazzed, certainly. This is season six, episode 15, as you were, original air date, February 26, 2002. Yeah, we are back with all of these things. The drastic tone change of the last two episodes, where it went from creepy and really awkward to wacky fun we're more on the wacky fun this episode yeah it's a little bit more like hey buffy your life is horrible but there's also Mm -hmm. some wackiness yeah yeah there's definitely wackitude here it's good times just like the first couple scenes you know because first off buffy's working at the old dmp that double meat palace (laughs) and she's getting a lecture on the politics of working there from some douche guy i don't know his name i don't want to know you know the entire point is to hate him right like that's why he's here he's there to be like oh right buffy did you forget that you dropped out of college i'm here to remind you about that yeah college is super important buffy you shouldn't drop out of that and you should definitely reapply and get in yeah reapply before the cutoff point buffy (laughs) buffy needs to have her life together to meet cutoff dates man Turns out she has her life 0% together, even after she leaves this stupid workplace where she's scraping grease traps. She runs into a vampire who doesn't want any of her. Oh, it's it's rough, man. (laughs) She smells too much like the double meat. And that's the thing, right? It's like that subway smell when you've lingered in a subway sandwich restaurant for too long and you're like, shit, it's in my clothing now. I like the subway smell what i don't like is more of the traditional fast food smell like the mcdonald's the even the wendy's not about it (laughs) this vampire yeah yeah, he didn't want to eat anyone who's been eating that shit buffy is very offended by this (laughs) she's so offended it's great she should be offended but she's also got this stupid jacket and her i mean you have (laughs) mentioned that we don't even need to mention the turtlenecks anymore i waited a little bit longer to get a better lit shot of this yes but as you say is it even worth pointing out that she has a turtleneck (laughs) on on, at this point it would be more of a thing to point out if someone wasn't wearing a fucking turtleneck that's true because god with this tactical episode fucking everyone (laughs) everywhere yeah everyone's got them necks I like this jacket. I think it's very fall, and I'm still all about that right now. Well, good. Buffy will be in this jacket for the rest of fucking time. No, but just like tomorrow as well as today. It looks so warm though, doesn't it? God, she must be sweating her face off. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) It can get cold in California. I understand. at least. But like, we're talking, this is like a turtleneck thick coat combo. Actually, that's true. Yeah, that would be, be a bit aggressive. Very deep winter gear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, everything's going wrong for Buffy. She gets home. She's tired. She has been carrying this package from the old DMP with her <laughs> the entire way. And the last person she wants to run into is Spike wearing his snake shirt. Good Sorry. God. Spike sporting snake shirt. He... Oh, I really wanted to get a picture, a larger picture, because... I mean, you can see more of the shirt when it's the full body shot of him, but he's so mm-hmm. far away and so the snake dark. shirt is so shiny in the, in the <laughs> like minimal light. Yeah. So I just got this. It's, you can still tell that it looks like s- snake skin. Mm-hmm. 
So outside the Summer's house, he's like, hey, want to bang? And Buffy's like, not really. And he's like, yeah, you want to bang? And she's like, fine. Which is like, not okay. Nope. Also. And yeah. she does exactly what she learned that lesson about, you know, when she got stuck in the house with Dawn because Dawn feels abandoned because no one ever spends any time with her. Like, did that episode happen? <laughs> right? Like, Did it, it happen at all? It, it really feels like it didn't because instead of going inside to see her sister, she's like, okay, Spike, let's have sex right here where no one will ever find us. On the fucking porch of the house. Right? With, with dinner for her sister, Ugh. too. Like, the amount of garbage sister that Buffy is this episode. Yeah. Again, last episode, we had an entire 42 minutes about how she's a bad sister and she was looking to get better. And that yeah. has not happened. No. If that was even like four episodes ago, it'd be more understandable. I'd be it's like, I'll oh, cast your mind back. Yeah. Last week, last though. Week. Yeah. What yeah. the fuck is happening? I don't know. And okay. then she goes inside finally. Her it turns out her coat is all grass stained. We find that out later, I guess. But yeah, right. She's like, "Oh, hey, Don. Look, I'm a good sister. I brought you this squished burger. It's so smooshed. How did yeah. they even? Did they have sex on top of it? Yeah, they did. Why? That's the only. <laughs> that's the only explanation for why it is that smooshed, right? There's so much ground that so isn't much. that burger. Right? Like, put it on the other side of the tree. You're not going to smoosh it there. You're going to roll around Anywhere the tree. Anywhere else. It's yeah. not like she didn't have time. It's not yeah. like she couldn't control herself. Yeah. She was pretty reluctant about the whole affair. Yeah. Anyway, she's the worst, as usual, about saying super incriminating things and then poorly backtracking on them when they're like, oh, a rough night. And it's like, oh, he's not getting any gentler. I mean, they gentler. Uh, hmm. It's... Uh, this... Buffy has not come off well in this episode. Let's these past ten <laughs> yeah. episodes. This let's just let's just go ahead and call it what it is. This season, Buffy does not come off well. Yeah, the main character of this show. <laughs> I mean, why is it important for that person yeah. to be interesting in some way? Not at all. Can we just like take a minute to talk about how much nutritional value these double meat? meals that she consistently feeds dawn must have in them very little right it's mostly carbs like even the burger is made with a lot of like, bread in there yeah. and and then vegetables at least dawn's getting some veggies you know i guess that's fine i Oof. have a picture of dawn being the gloss master here <laughs> jesus and it's strangely ominous because the entire scene is lit from below. Yeah. So it's, it's really like you're seeing up Don's nose and you're like, that's good, I guess. You're sort of like, when did her nose get so big? Right. <laughs> and it's not big. It's a normal nose size. But yeah, this lighting is not doing her any nose-based favors. No, it's not. Buffy gets a technically correct jab in as people are saying, hey, we're going out to the bronze. Do you want to come? Don's like, hey, that entire episode last time. Do you want to hang out maybe? And Buffy says that she's had enough action for the night. You're like, ah, oh, you're a trash sister. Right? Like, just go and try to have fun. Go for try. an hour. You know, just like you have, you, if you don't even try, then you're never going to be able to like live in the world again ah <sighs> trash sister trash sister zanya super stressed about their wedding which is only a week away they should have just maybe like done all this stuff at home instead of coming to do it at the bronze <laughs> all this yes. planning stuff yes they should have yeah, I've called my picture lace, maybe. Mm -hmm. It's very hard to see. Anya's wearing this green shirt that has black sections that right. I think might be black lace. That would explain why they look beige or gold in the picture. Yeah, because I think they're sort of see-through-ish. She's doing a remarkably good job of pretending to be the green Power Ranger in this <laughs> it's, shot. It's pretty Power Ranger-y. Yeah, you're right. It's astonishingly Power Rangers. It's, it's not a good look, man. Especially I, with the lace around the neck. Yeah, that, it's, it's not It's just helping. like the Power Ranger collar, right? <laughs> hey, I mean, people in a show wear enough outfits, eventually they're going to look like a Power Ranger. That's just <laughs> it's how unavoidable. the odds work yeah, yeah. Out. yeah. That's Goddard's law, yeah. Uh. <laughs> in slightly better news, Tara and Willow are on a bit friendlier ground, still not hanging out levels, but... You know, Tara wouldn't hang up if Willow called her. And I think that 
I really like what Willow's doing here. She's not trying to, you know, go to Tara and say, look how much better I am. We can be together now, right? She understands finally that like Tara needs to be her own person. And if Tara wants to come back, then that's great. And like that is what Willow wants, but she's not going to try to like force it to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Willow's had a very nice little arc for herself this season. Yeah. (laughs) Very Uh, little else has happened. And Buffy's been a garbage person the entire way through. I've called Dawn's lips suspicious in this picture. (laughs) Suspicious lips, yes. So Uh, let me take a look. It's because Dawn looks suspicious Mm -hmm. of uh, Zanya, basically, is, is where she is in this scene. And I think this is the same, like, glossy lip she was rocking in your picture. But, like, it's oddly dark for lip gloss. Mm. I just, I don't know. It was hard to really capture it. How the hell are you cropping your photos? I mean, I know what the answer is. (laughs) You're doing some garbage with paint. Yeah. (laughs) But there's just, like, there's a white border around the top and right edges of your photo. Yeah. Like in paint. (laughs) just all right i accept it (laughs) that means i've really won oh boy buffy continues to be trash and she's stuck with the trash she forgot to get about garbage day delightful and Uh, yeah i I still get it she's the the worst show yeah for some reason still anyway i've got a picture of her in this coat again (laughs) from last night Okay, this is my question. So she was cleaning, trying to clean the coat, get the grass stains off. And like, those babies aren't going to come off. It's really no. hard to get grass stains out. Anyways, and then she somehow manages to fall asleep on the couch with the coat as a blanket. And when her friends return from the bronze, no one wakes her up? <laughs> why? Like, why'd they just let her sleep on the couch? That is very strange. Huh. And yeah, none of them put took the garbage out, even though they were clearly awake before her. <laughs> nope, they did not. <laughs> yeah. Dawn helpfully reminds her that it's garbage day. Is this when Buffy sees that she's been rejected? Yeah. Yeah, right. She's been rejected from college because she Missed didn't apply deadline. in time. Yeah. Yeah. What else are you doing, Buffy? I mean, you're working a lot, I guess. This, this episode is really laying it on thick. Like, (laughs) Buffy's life sucks. She's bad at everything. Yeah. Yeah. Because then the show is going to give her hope that someone has arrived to save her from all of this. Who is it, Michaela? It's Captain Scardboard. Captain Scardboard! In the pun that we have both made. Yeah, we independently independently made this pun. Because Riley shows up at the DMP and he has a cool scar now. (laughs) He's got a scar over (laughs) one eye. He's got some Kevlar or some ballistic vest nonsense happening. I hate this vest so much. He's got a tactical turtleneck. He's got his utility belt of various things that beep and or flash. God, his scar is so dumb. Like, it's not even a cool scar. I'm sorry. (laughs) Like, it doesn't even really go together. Shouldn't it be... Like, shouldn't it be continuous? Yes. Like, if yeah, he closed his it eye, the score doesn't meet. It doesn't match up. No, no, no. <laughs> no. No, because, yeah, it should be a line that, like, misses his eyeball, but then continues on further down his face. And this one, it's like he had two close calls around the same <laughs> yeah. place. And it's around consistent the for the entire episode, but it's still garbage. I mean, this is his scar makeup. Yeah. Sorry, scarbage. <laughs> Don't you kind of wish that he showed up with an eye patch on? Yes. Oh, mm. God. <laughs> So they used to lay on the whole military thing pretty thick, <laughs> and they have taken it up. I don't. How many notches are we talking? Like seven many, notches here. As many as you can, you know. They cranked it up to fifty here. Not to fifty. 50. They were like most military. So he is the Boy Scout that we remember, but cranked way up. He's so military. He is so misunderstanding of what Buffy does or is. I, it's just so, he has his gadget, all of the like, you know, military beat marching music is playing anytime that he does anything. Oh yeah. Just amazing. He's crisp and military in every one of his movements. Mm. Oh boy. Okay, so yes, he's here in Sunny D, he needs Buffy's help. Things are going south fast. 
He's, he's been awake for 48 something. hours. Right. Yes. He needs her help quickly. She needs to leave with him if that's okay. Although he knows that she's working and she's like, fuck it. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Fuck this place. They didn't fuck fire me place. last time. Well, they did. Oh, no, wait. She has all her blackmail info. She's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She can blackmail for this job. Yeah. So with his ridiculous utility belt, he is tracking a Sabolte demon. That might be what is- it's called. It's close to what it's That's, called. You might have I think popped it's a, very close. I think you popped a B in there, and I want to C- say... Cimalte? That it might have been a V. Cimalte? Oh, yeah. Potentially. Yeah. Anyway, something say. like that. It's some sort yeah. of crazy demon. It's wacky. They find it pretty quick, and Rifi is quick to bust out the forestry services badge. So <laughs> there's a wild bear attacking. And you're like, you're in Sunnydale, brother. <laughs> like... People don't need this shit. I was so happy when it happened. Oh, man. Because it's just the perfect amount of Rifi ridiculousness, right? Of oh, course he's got a... Pretty ridiculous. He's got a forestry services badge with his, like, black turtleneck. Yeah, no, he definitely looks... Vest. Definitely looks like he's part of the forestry service. Ranger Rick over here. God See, I, I just really love that, like, he actually was in the jungle this whole time. Because oh, yeah. I was just being a dick about that before. I no, didn't remember that he was like in Paraguay time. in the jungle. <laughs> That's fucking so stupid. <laughs> it's everything about what he's doing and has done is so dumb. <laughs> like, I know. I want to be so clear. I enjoy seeing CC again in this show. <laughs> it's great to have him back for an episode because he brings a lot of fun to things. But every goddamn line that he says or that is said about him is stupid and crazy. It's funny because I was excited to see him and then everything started happening. And I was like oddly disappointed that he was so lame. I'm just like, how can he still be this lame? He's he so comes lame. back for one episode and they're like, oh, we're going to make him cool this time. Nope. They failed again. <laughs> oh, I also love how Buffy, who's like, they, they got this tracker in this demon and it escapes. And you're like, why not just tranquilize it or something? We'll see. Anyway, yeah. they got this tracker in it and they're going to track it in Rifi's super cool SUV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he acts like it's the coolest vehicle on the face of the earth. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's just an SUV. <laughs> but yeah. Got- I have a lot of questions about, like, how long they were in this SUV and, like, the types of conversations they had. And Buffy's just entranced. She's like, ah, I remember why I always loved you, definitely, and always thought you were cool. And you're like, come on, show. You can't pull the wool over my eyes. I know how Buffy felt. (laughs) Like, why is she so excited to see him? You know what it is? is Yeah, that's all. It's, It's her life sucks. And when Riley was around, her life was a lot better. And he's the kind of person who's going to show up and to an extent be able to like take care of her and Mm -hmm. do shit for her that she doesn't want to do. And so she's sort of caught up in the idea of all of that. When Riley was around, things were so good that Buffy didn't even need Riley around. Exactly. Exactly. Now Riley's here and everything's bad and she's like, oh, that would be good if I was in a position so good that I didn't even care about you. Even though my mom died at that time, too. Yeah. So that part's not good. Which you took oddly personally. And let's just blaze right past the entire crack house whorehouse thing. We're forgetting about that. I think Spike brings it up, actually. Spike mentions it once, and I was like, oh my god, that's right. (laughs) Right, because the previously on lied to you and was like, you don't even know about this. (laughs) That was the crux of why they broke up. Yeah. It's fine. It's totally fine. Uh, Why don't we take a brief pause here as there's a bit of a pause in the action to get into our first segment. As usual, it's Grind My Gears. You know what really grinds my gears? Nobody's come up with a new priest and a rabbi joke in like 30 years. Okay. Hey, Michaela, you know what really grinds my gears? What's that? Fucking Bluetooth audio, man. (laughs) Jesus H. Christ. Now, you got a quick preview of this this segment earlier today when I sent you a message (laughs) along the lines of how is Bluetooth audio such a fucking nightmare? Just (laughs) out of the blue. Out of the blue. Holy God. God. Yeah. Okay, so problems here. I have the one set of Bluetooth headphones 
And I've got some wired headphones that I should just use more frequently because my Bluetooth headphones, despite being the, the only thing that they connect to is my phone. And still about once or twice a week, they will fail to connect. And I'm like, that's, (laughs) that's your only fucking job. This is literally the reason why you are around and they can't do it. Even while connected, the stream sometimes dies and cuts out briefly, which wouldn't be so bad if the audio didn't fade in every time it comes back. (laughs) So like just silence suddenly in the middle of a song and then the song slowly fades back in over the course of like a second. But if it keeps doing this, like what the fuck? Headphones, you one job. (laughs) Yeah, that's okay. So mine are not that bad. Interesting. I've had two pairs of Bluetooth headphones with two different phones, and I've had the same problems all the way through. Wow. Like, my main issue with Bluetooth headphones is just that they fall out of my ears when I run. Oh, no, that's fine. I got the ear loopies for that. They're they're fine. Yeah. My ears are too small for the ear loopies. Uh, What? (laughs) The ear loopies don't help me. Oh, tiny ears. Oh, tiny ears, Michaela. (laughs) Anyway, that's what grinds my gears. Michaela, what... What grinds your gears? Oh, goodness gracious. What am I mad about today? Oh, wow. Um, if you're just so filled with righteous anger over your Bluetooth <laughs> headphones, and I, I'm sure that I can, there's something in my life that fills me with a similar amount of anger, but... Is it traffic? <laughs> I mean, my immediate thought was traffic, but who wants to hear me go on about traffic? No one. Depends if you can make it entertaining or not, really. Oh, no. It's just the same, you know, it's the same issues that everyone else has, where everyone cuts you off and doesn't signal and like, oh, no, no, I know what I hate the most. When there's an on-ramp lane, like for Mm -hmm. people who are getting on the highway and people cut into that so that they can go up like five cars. How much further along do you think you are? Like a minute? No, you're not even a minute further. You're like several seconds at best, right? A transport truck did it to me the other day. What the fuck? (laughs) And like, he just was coming in the lane. Like there was no one was letting him in. He just was coming. And I'm like, oh, so I guess I guess I need to get out of this lane or I'm going to be crushed by this transport truck. Yeah, I was mad enough that I attempted to memorize the number on the back of his truck so that I could call the trucking company and give them a piece of my mind. But it's really hard to, like, keep a number in your head mm-hmm. when you can't record it anywhere. Because this was still, like, 15 minutes from work, so yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'll get you a dash cam for Christmas. Sounds good. Honestly, the fact that I don't have a dash cam, I think, is, like, a real issue yeah. in my life. You like, I should get a fucking really... dash cam. Not having a dash cam is a rookie mistake. Because, yeah. like, if you crash into the back of someone whose taillights were out, you're fucked. Mm. If you can't prove that their taillights were out, even, actually, even if their taillights were out, like, sometimes... It's still on you. It, it's still on you, yeah. Yeah. But it just is, like... You it's know. less on you if their taillights are out. To and some at least extent. then you can see like how far back you were. Maybe, mm-hmm. yeah, it won't be like a thousand percent your fault. But if right. you don't have a dash cam, it is a thousand percent your fault. Anyways, oh, yeah. this is a PSA for dash cams, I guess. <laughs> All right, good segment. Speaking of good. stuck in traffic. Speaking of cars, yep. <laughs> Zanya are stuck in traffic. They have mad wedding stress. They're trying to pick up folks from the airport while also being around to greet incoming demons. It's all good Kay. times. What the fuck? Is Uncle Rory doing flying to Sunnydale? Okay, so (laughs) I know that this is a problem for our theory that Uncle Rory is, in quotation (laughs) marks, just, I mean, Xander's mom's boyfriend. Oh, yeah, right. This really does blow that out of the water. Yeah. Yeah. If that's not true, then Mm. this makes perfect sense because we've never heard that Uncle Rory actually lives there. Have we? I don't, no, mm. I guess he's maybe just around for holidays. He's it, around like for it's... the holidays. We knew that. And Xander borrowed or got his car after Uncle Rory had a DUI. And then right. maybe one maybe other he, time. Maybe he moved. Maybe Uncle Rory moved after that. I don't oh, know. Because yeah. it really feels like he lived in Sunnydale before, regardless of whether or not he's Xander's true uncle, which at this point he actually has to be because it'd be super weird otherwise. <laughs> Yeah, and like that's very Xander's true. an adult now and still calling him Uncle Rory. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this will all be good times. Anya says that the wedding will happen even if she needs to kill everyone in town to make it happen. And I mean the wedding's a week away. 
We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've got a pretty good idea of what happens next episode. You sure do. That'll be fun. Okay. Now, Michaela, this is not segment worthy, but this is something that needs talking about. Sunnydale has has it all. It's a small town, (laughs) but it has every conceivable public works project. It's a tiny town with a railway. Dam! (laughs) It's got the the old Sunnydale Dam. The old Sunnydale Dam. Near the old Sunnydale Gorge, no doubt. I just... So there's two problems with this. Either this dam, like, they really had to drive to get here, which is problematic, because that's just so much time that Riley could have told her the many things he should have told her. Very many things. Because we have to assume that Riley has been incredibly pressed for time for reasons we will find out later. And we will have many questions about. Many questions. Or... The dam is very close to Sunnydale, and it's just never come up before. Yep. <laughs> the old Sunnydale Dam. <laughs> the old oh, Sunnydale oh, Dam. That they need to rappel down. Oh, they do. <laughs> yeah. It's Which, fine. You know, there's still, there's time on that journey, too, for talk, I would there say. There is. <laughs> <laughs> like... Basic mission directives, you know, and that's like, that's what we're coming to because this they, is my bigger problem. Really, they go yeah. down the dam, they find the demon there, they fight it for a little bit, it gets knocked down, they get all close, like Rifi gets knocked and pressed up against a wall where Buffy is also pressed up against, and they're very close. And then a third party repels down, and she's like, "What are you doing with my husband?" Hey, it's Cece's wife, Mrs. Cardboard. And it's Mad Ox. <laughs> Mrs. Cardboard does not roll off the tongue in the way of Captain Cardboard. I just, I think we can do better. What did you call her? I mean, I called her Sam mostly, I guess. But Mostly, yeah. What else did I get? It's uh, hmm. a Sam. There's, um, what else? I guess I didn't see much of her. Cece's wife. Yeah. No, there's a I lot. Would she isn't accept- in the episode very much. For yeah, not really. She's just there to make Buffy feel shitty, and then she goes away for the mm-hmm. most part. I would accept Madam Cardboard. Oh yes. I think the the misses and then the k like the cardboard the yeah. s- and then the k is just too hard to say. Doesn't work very well. Madam Cardboard <laughs> comes down here. The demon steps back up, and she starts fighting it. She's holding her own quite well. Like how better than Cece and Buffy together? And, and, like, she, she's a human woman. Like, Ostensibly. <laughs> anyway, she what eventually if? gets knocked down and Buffy gets the kill. But, oops, she wasn't supposed to kill it. And at no point, while talking about the name of the demon, even. Because Rafi yeah. has gone on and on about the name on of the demon. And, and its like, breeding habits. The where they places he's it? tracked it. Yeah. Yeah. And he has not explained the central part of this mission, which is to track it and definitely not kill it. Because it has a nest of eggs that they need to destroy that are full of more demons. How? How in the hell do you not mention the main aspect of the... Okay, it's fine. He didn't. And then, He's dumb. Like, <laughs> Sam is sort of like oh that that's okay in a way where she's trying not to be mad at buffy and you're like this is a hundred percent riley's fault thousand percent it is not buffy's fault this is what buffy does everyone knows it like she's you bring the slayer along because you want to slay things exactly she's not called the tracker is she She's really bad at tracking. She's very bad at it, but she can yeah. slay things. That's, that's oh, her jam. she can. That is yeah. her niche. Ugh. Yes. Okay. So Cece failed to mention both the main objective and that he's married, <laughs> which, oh my God. I think, let's start doing that now, actually. Yeah, let's I do have it. so Ooh, many questions it. about it. Okay. So Cece has been gone uh, a year. This is episode 15. Last time we saw him was episode 10. So call it so, a year. Call it. 14 months. Because in, in like actual time, so like in terms of when these episodes aired, mm-hmm. this is February 26th of 2002. Right. And now I'm going to pause for time while I look up the previous one. And the other episode was December 19th, 2000. 
Okay, yeah. Let's call it 14 yeah, months. Yeah, you're right. So you're right. It's been 14 months. Cool. Oh, that makes everything so much worse. It makes things so much worse. Oh, Rifi no. and Madame Cardboard have been <laughs> married for four months. That leaves us right. 10 months for Rifi to meet, fall in love with, and marry this woman. Now, I I know that the marriage was very quick, didn't have to be planned very much. You know what? It was in, what, an abandoned chapel or an abandoned something... They, other... they commandeered a commandeered chapel, a... like, yeah. right before they were going into hostile territory or sure. some and garbage. Bing, bang, boom, you're married. Sounds good. I mean, even 10 months of knowing a person and saying, hey, let's get married, is that something that Cece's gonna do? Probably not, you know? And then... And this is the other problem, is that she tells Buffy, <laughs> she being Madame Cardboard, that Riley took a year to get over Buffy. Lots of time. Took him a year to get over you. He didn't get over Buffy until two months ago, which was two months into their marriage. And, and it took Rifi <laughs> so long, the longest time, she says, to even mention Buffy. And I'm like, what, bitch? Did it take him <laughs> six days? The phrase yeah. like, what? Oh, sorry. Okay, bitch appears quite a few <laughs> times in these notes like bitch it's been a year it just like you couldn't tell that the writers for sure thought to themselves no one's gonna really think about the periods of time that we're talking about here they don't remember the last time they saw captain cardboard they did not anticipate us <laughs> That's what I'm saying. MC. This is all shit. Call CC Finn exclusively. And okay, bitch, you are Finn. <laughs> That's true. Right. Her name's also Finn. It's oh, Sam whatever she calls Finn. him Finn. You're just like, shut up. You're not cool. God, the show might tries to make her look like she's so cool. And I just hate her so much. <laughs> I just. The- all of the times she's like, ah, oh, yes. And then for a long period of time, this <laughs> happened. And you're like, what's that, like a month? Like, she, what? She doesn't get enough lines otherwise to justify even the two times she refers to things having taken quite a while. You're like, no, 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 no. This took no time at all. There are so many holes in everything she says. <laughs> she talks everything. about how she was, like, in South America with the Peace Corps, and then she joined this, like, very secret military unit? With what training? How is she fighting this humongous demon herself? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> right. So, as I said last time... We are having a great time with this. Yes. People do not like this episode. Well, okay, immediately after this episode, I was like, well, that was a hot pile of garbage. <laughs> because garbage. it is. It's all garbage. Uh, but, but it's like, so fun. I had fun in, like, with it. In a yeah. shit way. Oh, yeah. right? It's so shit. It's absolutely <laughs> trash. It's all so dumb. Oh my God. Oh Cece, my God. this is what I missed, right? I didn't really miss him. I just missed the garbage that comes with him because like these fucking writers oh god and i mean while we're on trash that sam has to say the like i don't think there's a single reasonable line she says this entire episode no because the other like exposition that she gets to have is when she goes back to the summer's house and is talking to willows like and is like oh you can do magic right whole thing comes up oh i was addicted blah 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 and then sam gets to share her own personal story (laughs) of knowing shamans in south or central america who were addicted to dark magic and died and who wrote this so triggered by this who wrote this shit No, don't you see people who were addicted to magic in the jungle? Don't you see? They didn't just make this up for Willow. It's happening to other people. It's a legitimate thing that happens in this universe. It's a serious problem that people get addicted to magic. And you know what, Dave? She's never met anyone who was strong enough to come back from it. <laughs> like this this is my new goodbye. 
Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello, so- Iowa. You brought it all back. You've brought the rage. This is as this good as Adam woman. eating floppy disks. <laughs> We've been married for four uh, months and it took so long. Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. We're back. We're so back. They bring Buffy to the Summer's house. Yes. Uh, Willow hates Sam immediately. Yeah, which is, like, the Willow hating Sam stuff is pretty cute, actually. That's great. Yeah, I like that. Like, it, it was delightful. Dawn is so mad at Riley. She and is you're just such like, a sass pants. It's so weird. Why is she this mad? Why? Like, she didn't care for Ri-Fi last time. No. And then, yeah, she's just, like, pissed that he left without saying goodbye. People are so affected by Rifi's return in a way that none of them were by his departure. <laughs> Which is the other thing that I find great about this. Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. So then the bits that I just covered about Willow giving unnecessary sass to Sam. Just throwing so much shade. Ah, oh, love well, it. When Sam's like, you can do magic, right? I he- I've heard that you're a great witch. She's like, I got addicted. The kind of addicted where you're addicted. And I'm like, oh, okay. She didn't know this. She, she had no know. way of knowing. No. Why are you Willow so angry? Just like, she's so pissed immediately. Oh my God. Like, yeah, she's so snarky about it. And you're just like, cut her some slack. She's meeting you for the first time. The How very could she first possibly time. have known? She's trying to be pleasant. <laughs> Yeah, and you're just spitting in her face, basically. Oh my god, alright. Can we talk about Willow's sweater? Yes, we can, we absolutely can. The tactical argyle over here. Yeah. It's turtlenecked. Well, it's not turtle, it's a big neck. Uh, What's with all the big necks? It's it's, argyle uh, as hell. But like, look at how cute her hair looks. Her hair looks really cute. I it's actually very thought her different hair looked... from normal, but very cute. It's a nice look for her. She has garbage eyeshadow on again that I yeah. did not capture. It's just, what are they doing? And this sweater is just, yeah, frump city, you know? Oh, frump town. Population yeah. willow. <laughs> Thumbs down. All right. Way down. Let's, uh, let's take it over to a quick other segment. As you know, this segment is called Hellmouth Book Club. Butterfly in the sky. I can go twice as high. Take a look, it's in a book, a reading rainbow. All right, Ooh. so I'm assuming that we all read Leviathan Wakes by James S.A. Corey, probably. <laughs> I think that's his name. Um, since we last met. Of course. How did you like it? It was good. What was your favorite part? The part with the Leviathan. No, okay, you didn't read it. I fucking knew it. You liar. <laughs> You are yes-anding me like some sort of good improv partner. You make me sick. What if I'd said the part with the lakes? Would I have been on the nose there? No, wakes. Leviathan wakes, not lakes. Well, I would have been way further off. so far off. Is there a Leviathan? No. What? (laughs) It's metaphorical. It's a hard science fiction book. It's the first book in the Expanse series. Hmm. Have you at least watched The Expanse? Couldn't I like the metaphorical Leviathan? No, uh, maybe (laughs) if you like the proto-molecule and the the planet that it creates. I don't... I have not watched The Expanse. I know that people were up in arms when The Expanse got cancelled, and now it's not cancelled. That's the extent of my Expanse knowledge. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's good. Okay, well, you've ruined this segment. What book have we both read recently, then? I guess. Uh, Let's backtrack. I I don't think we've read the same books. I didn't read Oatbringer, but I read the one before that. <laughs> so I haven't seen When the Oats Got Brought by uh, good old Bransan. But um, what's the one you before read, that? You uh, read the, uh, not The Way of Kings, the no. next one. Yeah. The, yeah, The Middle Child. The, oh shit, what is it called? Storm of Shadows. The Dance Probably with Dragons. <laughs> oh man, I have no idea what it's called. <laughs> I don't even think it's a the, is it? I'm a little worried to even tell you Dances with Wolves. What I think happens. Because I'm I, I'm not sure where one ends and the next one begins. Yasna gets like murdered. She gets murked. Oh yeah, yeah, on one. the boat. Yeah. And oh, then Oh, and then is this Shazna when or whatever her Shalon. Name is. That's the one. When Shalon has to go like herself to the Shattered Plains. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, she arrives in the Shattered Plains and it's all, you know, shattered there. 
And then she, oh god, I hate it when she tries to be witty. God, oh, having just so, so much totally disgusting flashbacks. Oh yeah, yeah, she's the worst fucking character. I mean, other she's than the worst. Uh, other than Kaladin, who just I know you hate Mr. Mopes. I actually don't mind him that much. He, he's so mopey, though. Holy fuck. I think. I mean, that's Way the of, whole thing. Way of Kings. I thought he would get over it, and then the entire way no. through Words of Radiance. Oh, that is what it's called. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I realized that, no, that wasn't going to happen. But, you know, he's got some fun bits. He battles and yeah. he's, he's fighting. Yeah. Is that the and one where they the have the- he has the coolest powers, right? Yes, he does. I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> I think that might be the one where they have the duel with, like- Yes. There's, Mr. There, there's, Fancy there's Pants like with, like, of three them. people. Yeah, three yeah. or four people against him. And then Kaladin's yeah. in there and he's, like, storm bending or whatever to, you know. <laughs> yeah. It is. You might as well call it storm bending. You're right. No, he's a really cool bender, though. I like him. I like him a lot. He's always like, tr- like he's doing it. He's trying not to let anyone know that he's doing it because mm-hmm. it's like soup's illegal or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not even illegal. It's more like no. people are people would like to find out that that's happening. Oh, that's also the book where at the end it turns out like just give everyone fucking powers now. Because that's when, uh, you know, Mr. Epileptic is like, oh, yeah, I'm also a Knight of Radiance. And you're like, well, fuck, who isn't, man? Who the fuck isn't Knight of Radiance around here? Well, a lot of bad shit's coming, you know? (laughs) They need all the Knights of Radiance they can get. Oh, yo, how much did you love the world building about the other other people, like the ones that they're fighting? Oh, yeah, yeah, the the Parshmen or the Parshendi. So they... I think they they call themselves like the singers or yes, something. The singers. Yeah. Yeah, they different times. forms. Yeah, the yeah. storm form. <gasps> yeah. Turns out someone might be a void bringer. Anyway. Oh, guys, by the way, spoilers for uh, Words of Radiance. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly Way of Kings. Actually, no, yeah, a lot of Words Both. of Radiance. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's fine. Their long books and like the latter third is by far the best. That's when you hit the Sanderson Avalanche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We call it that for a reason, friends. Oh, man. (laughs) That's what the whole book is. It's just you waiting for the Sanderson avalanche. Then it starts and you're like, here we go. (laughs) And until then, it's just the Blackthorn digging a hole with a shovel. And you're like, well, certainly dug that trench. No, he dug it with a hammer. I'm pretty sure. Sorry, hammer, I meant. Yes, shovel would be too normal. Which is like, yeah, it's not not a really digging weapon Here's that's a fine good portion of that book which is just given over to him digging a hole and shallan like disguising herself <sighs> and being the worst she's the worst yeah any other books that we would have read <laughs> like both read i don't think so i don't know you should read red rising what is that is that fantasy it is i would call no no, no it's sci-fi oh you have my it's interest not, it's not hard sci-fi mm-hmm. but it is um pretty dystopian oh yeah which I, I think is your jam. Yes. Oh, actually, there's a book that you might really like because we both like um, magical realism to some extent. Yeah. And like the questions I about what is reality. Yeah. Um, well, even like in real life, I would say, and this this will be a segment later on, not today, but like, you know, some other day, uh, just talking about how, <laughs> sure. we, how we feel about magic, basically, because I think that's yeah. an interesting topic to delve into. But um, if... If you like that, and I know you do, uh, it's called Nomon by Neil Har- Nick Harkaway. Sorry, Nick Harkaway, Nomon, G-N-O-M-O-N. Okay. It's good. It's by the same author who did the best like corporate dystopia I've ever read, mm. uh, The Gone Away World, which is also a very good book. But this one's like very Inception-y. What are the layers of reality? Where does one begin and another end? What does it mean for something to even be real? If it's experienced by you, doesn't that mean it's real? But then, oh fuck, I think about that all the time. Yeah. Oh, you should. You should read this book and not read this book. The only reason I survived with my sanity intact was because I read it on my honeymoon when I was on in a resort in Mexico, and I was like. No, no, I'm pretty sure this is real right now. This is so mundane that, like, this is not some sort of wacky happenstance, you know? Yeah, but then there's always the argument of, like, of course I think this is mundane because this is my expectation. Right. You know? Like, I I don't, I think this is going to ruin me, but I'm going to do it anyways. Let's, yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah. I'll be fine. You should read this book. It would be... Very good for you, I think, slash bad. Good for the pod. Yeah, good. Good for the pod. Good for the pod. Okay, so that is our next reading assignment on Hellmouth Book Club. That is Nomen by Nick Harkaway. 
and I'll put a link for that in the show notes. Delightful. All right. So Sam and Buffy are patrolling the graveyard. We get more garbage Sam lines about, you know, how long they've been married and how long it took for Ryfi to get over her and even Ugh. mention her. And she keeps calling him Finn. Anyway, they're trying to find a guy named the Doctor who has this nest of Sabolte <laughs> eggs. And what a stupid name. <laughs> it's like someone who isn't very smart made it up. It's obviously Spike from the get-go so because he's the person Spike. that we haven't really seen and he's the only plausible oh. person that would, yeah. Anyway, it's obviously Spike. You know what my biggest problem with this episode is? What's that? That Cece obviously went off to beat up Willie the Snitch and, and we, we don't get see to it. see it. Oh my yeah. god, it's so obvious. Oh, oh my god. Oh. Yeah, I'm really angry about that. I was hoping you were wrong about Willie not being in the show anymore. <laughs> and that we would see it, but no. No. Okay, so Buffy goes to Spike for info on the doctor. But really, she wants sex with Spike so that she can be a tiny bit less jealous of Cece and his perfect life. This is just so problematic. It's like... Where they're looking for these eggs, it's a time crunch. Like, they have to find them as fast as possible. And Buffy's like, oh, hey, Madam Cardboard, let's just split up for a little bit. I'm going to go and um look over here. Yeah, like, for no more what? than eight hours. Oh my god. And you're like, but she, she doesn't know where you are. Of course someone's going to come looking for you. And oh, they're going to find you post-coitus with Spike. Like, wh- Honestly. What? Like, it's so obvious that someone is going to find her. Yes. And, in fact, Ryfi does. He shows up with a gun, and yes, Spike is the doctor, and everyone saw that coming. <laughs> Buffy's pretty horrified. Spike brings up Ryfi's addiction problems from last season. Whatever. The the way that Spike is sitting, and, like, the, you know, the show is implying heavily that he's just sitting naked, and mm-hmm. he's just... <laughs> Riley's so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, got his legs splayed. He's big dog in yeah. Ri-Fi, right? He's big dog him hardcore, yeah. Because he's, <laughs> he's obviously done this bad thing, but he's pretending he hasn't. And Buffy's sticking up for him because she's like, no, that was my last vestige of hope for a good life. You can't tell me that he's the villain, that I just fucked the villain of the piece in addition to fucking up the rest of my life. It really is like she's forgotten... That Spike is evil. Like, (laughs) he is a vampire. (laughs) Yeah, what they call a vampire. Yeah, and of course he has this stupid plan with the stupid eggs and he fucks up the plan. It's so incredibly incompetent. He didn't keep the eggs frozen. He kept the eggs in his bedroom where he and Buffy (laughs) often fuck. Yeah, like... They, like, a lot, they end up down there. And, you know, what's he gonna do? Just convince her, like, no, Buffy, let's stay up here. I mean, clearly he managed it right now, I guess. I guess, but he's oh, generally so not that stupid. good. Oh, God. Yeah. He's okay. such an idiot. So the babies start hatching and they're crawling everywhere. The effects are bad. Ryfi gets slashed. They're, like, these tiny little bug things that are killers from the moment they're born, but they don't manage Why to kill anyone. Why does he give... Buffy the gun. Why give Buffy the gun? It doesn't make sense. Buffy throws it away rather than giving it back, which is even worse. I mean, he made it pretty clear that he did not want it. I guess. Ever? (laughs) By giving it to her in the first place? I don't know. It's such a stupid move. Ever? Anyway, Buffy's bad at guns, but she's good at grenades, so she just pops a bunch of grenades down there, blows it up. Why didn't Cece think of that? Because he's incompetent. Right? They're his grenades. Yeah. On his grenade belt. Yeah. He's just too thrown by seeing uh, Spike's penis. <laughs> and all the dust now covering Buffy. Oh, Man, she went no. in there with the black tactical gear and you're like, that's oh. going to show dust so easily. Just, it's everywhere though. You know, there's just like a fine layer of it over the whole crib at a this misting. point. Yeah. All right. We've got a quick Zanya making up here when Xander's talking about the difference between marriage and the wedding. He's dreading the wedding. But the marriage is something to look forward to. Maybe. Well, sort of, actually. He never actually says that. He just says that he really doesn't want the wedding to happen. Or, like, he's nervous about it. Which is fair, because, I mean, his family is there and they suck. And Anya's people and everyone's fighting with each other. Mm -hmm. I just, I feel like this whole, our wedding is not our marriage thing, has just been impressed upon me by so many different things in media. Yeah, it's not a lesson that I was, like taken aback by (laughs) no but i just am like why has this become such a prevalent lesson Mm. that 
TV wants to teach me? That's a good question. <laughs> I can't give you any examples. Yeah, no, but, but it, it feels... really felt very familiar. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Weird. All right. Um. Yeah. Anyway, they're they're gonna be some way as a couple, and we'll see that next time. Next time on Hell's Bells. That's what it's called. It the is. Next episode. It is called Hell's yeah. Bells because they're wedding bells, but they're from yeah. Hell. Hell. <laughs> Cece offers to kill Spike on Buffy's behalf, which does not especially endear him to Buffy, who starts firing back on all cylinders about how her life is fine and she doesn't need Ryfi around here. So this is the point where you're like, you know, Riley shows up, he's got this great life, he's got this great wife, Buffy has nothing and Buffy's banging Spike. Mm -hmm. And it really does feel like the writers are just doing it to punish Buffy in some way. Yeah, (laughs) which is wrong to them. Yeah. But then, and like, this is the only saving grace, I think, in this episode at all for me. (laughs) The things that Riley says to her are actually very nice. Mm -hmm. He has this speech about how, sure, she has this shitty job and sure, she's like banging Spike. And, you know, things are not great in her life, but that doesn't define her as a person. And she's above all that because she is just an amazing person being who she is. And, I mean, it's it's nicer than that. I don't know exactly what he says, well, but I was tearing up a little bit, it's honestly. Also based on last season's knowledge rather than this season's. At this point, he might be like, <laughs> you know what, Buffy, you're kind of, you're kind of a fuck up. At the same time, if that is Buffy, that is who Buffy is at her core, then, like, she can always get back there. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, she's everyone has shitty times. And maybe next season, she'll get her shit back together. Uh, at some point. We can point. only hope. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Don says goodbye to oh. Cece before he goes back, <laughs> goes to Nepal. When he, when he uh, mentions the double meat burger smell and she's like, you smelled the smell? <laughs> that, was, that was good. Yes. <laughs> it comes out after only a few washes. <laughs> oh, delightful. <sighs> so yes, Don gets to say goodbye to Rifi in a way that she was apparently lacking closure on before, I guess. Oh, yeah, like... It, it, it sort of seems like she sees him as a big brother and you're just like, when did when? this happen though? When? when? Uh, yeah. And we get the silliest Willow's... escape ever. Oh, sorry. Go for it. Go. What's Willow doing before we get to that? Willow's still pretending to, well, now she's switched to pretending to be friendly with Sam. Right. And then is still, you know, like saying shitty things about her under her breath. Which is fun. Yeah. And then, yes, the silliest escape happens as uh. Rifi and MC go to Nepal for their next adventure, and a rope descends from the sky, and they get lifted out via helicopter dangling from a rope. So, at this point, I think at least the helicopter was not real. Yeah, like, no, it was, it was just not. Yeah, so they learned their lesson about how expensive real helicopters are. There's that at least yeah. like the show learned a lesson but they yeah. didn't really take that money and invest it in a smart way no <sighs> i don't know what they spent it on all this tactical gear maybe i guess that jeep yeah or suv, SUV. Yeah. those damn shots man dams are expensive <laughs> oh boy uh, yeah and we pour one out for cc and mc as they soar out of our lives uh yeah a fitting send-off i think i am a-okay with us not seeing them again <laughs> no yeah he comes back and you're like i thought i missed him <laughs> i didn't i really thought i did it he proved me wrong again yeah oh uh, what a boring dummy like it's such a hot pile of nonsense the entire way through <laughs> And I do enjoy seeing him again in some ways, but also it's infuriating. I am honestly having so much more fun talking about it than I had watching it. Oh my god, watching this was a chore. Watching it, I was just like, what is happening? I'm so bored. Right? Yeah. Uh, But we're not done with this episode yet. (laughs) No. Buffy has made a realization about herself, and she knows that you can't just have an epiphany. And keep the same clothes on. Because that means you're the same person down deep. Yeah. What's outside is really what's on the inside, too. So she has to go and put her garbagest shirt on. Whenever she would break up with Angel, she also generally that, right? would change this first. This is a yeah. thing. Like, Buffy wears garbage clothes when she goes to break up with people. So she arrives wearing this and you're like, oh, 
Spike's fucked. It's so unflattering. It's the worst it's, shirt it, it I've makes, ever seen. <laughs> it makes her torso look so weird. It, yeah, because okay, right. So it's got it's got shoulders, which we all know is a no-no, right? We don't like having no-no. shoulders. So it's got shoulders, oh. but nothing else past the shoulder. It's like very low cut in a square cut across the torso. So most of her torso is exposed, but her shoulders are covered, which is the wrong way to do things, man. So this is the kind of shirt where if she had much, much larger breasts, she'd be just like cleavaging all over the place. As a person who is small and therefore has reasonably sized breasts for her frame. Uh, this shirt looks crazy and makes her look like she's 12. Yeah. It's also the, oh, we're getting into that 2000s look where everything is really hot, Or all the shirts have that like midsection, which is actually around mm. the bottom of your ribs rather than at the yeah. bottom of the shirt. So it makes everything look vaguely maternity wear. It is very maternity because there's like... Yeah, there's the bottom of the shirt after the midpoint that's just sort of like fluffed out yeah. that you could be hiding a pregnant belly under. Like a fair bit of baby bump. And yeah. I never understood why this was the fashion, but there were several years and we are not done with these shirts where there's the midsection, but it's actually just sub boob level. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. that's not where the midsection is though. Why are your pants all the way down there, but your shirt's all the way up here? <sighs> You're not preggers, Buffy. You're not. God, she looks so bad. It's terrible. Like I I honestly can't think of a time when she looked worse. No. And that's saying something, guys. Although we have not gone back to the first two seasons in a while, and she looks so bad there. <laughs> Just wacky. Yeah, you it's have wacky. no idea it's wacky. how wacky she was. Oh my god. It's insane. Anyway, she <laughs> is here to break up with Spike in her wildly unflattering shirt. Oh yeah. Yeah, she calls him William with, when breaking up with him, and that's all I have down for the breakup, other than notes about how shitty her shirt is. Right, he basically says that he doesn't believe her, because in the way of Angel, I'm sure that she's claimed this many times, and it's never really been true. She never wanted to be with Spike, though. So when she's yeah, like, I don't want to be with you, he's like, okay, yeah. He's like, I know, yeah, exactly. keep saying it. Yeah. Right, and so... Her whole point here is that she's using him, which he also does not care about. Yeah, he knows. Yeah, he does. He doesn't care, but uh, she does mm-hmm. because she knows what she's doing is wrong, even though he apparently doesn't give a shit. And yeah, it's eating her up inside. So she's done. Calling him William is her way of being like, "No, I'm fucking serious this time." Yeah, that was a pretty good. Uh, that was a good touch on there. You know, comes out of nowhere and it you're really like, was. oh, damn. Yeah. And like, I mean, it affects him. Like, you know, he that he knows she's being serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's our episode. Buffy is broken up with Spike. We shall never see the likes of Cece again. And we are left with more questions than answers about the timeline of the last 14 <laughs> months. Took Maybe him time a just year. works different in the Took him <laughs> a year to get jungle. over her. Bitch, jungle hours are different. Year. That was this episode. Michaela, did you like this episode? Right now? Yes. (laughs) While I was watching it? No. Yeah. Thumbs down for watching (laughs) this episode. Fuck. Hot pile of garbage. Oh, man. Talking about it, though, that's a lot of fun. On the aggregate website. Yes. Perf. This is number 134 out of 144. Yep. Yep. So, this is the last piece of shit (gasps) in terms of like rankings for season six that we've got we've got seven episodes that might be pretty good it's been a long time coming michaela again yeah like, why why am i watching this show right if <laughs> if i'm just a regular viewer because i don't give a shit about buffy yeah i don't really care about the zanya stuff that's happening i oh and this episode does a better job of being an ensemble cast but don still gets yeah. the shaft and they've yeah. had to cut a bunch of characters. Tara and Giles are no longer characters, and they still do a pretty okay job of being an ensemble cast. So I'm like, Willow, uh, she's not really in an, she's not going anywhere right now, right? She's done her thing. No. Dawn's For got now. nothing yeah. interesting <laughs> happening. Spike's got nothing interesting happening. And that's all of our characters. Like, yeah. what am I coming back here for, you know? 
Well, this is the thing. It's Willow, or sorry, Xander and Anya are getting married next episode, and the show does not give you a reason to give a shit about no, that. It it's really like, doesn't. oh, look at the. Remember these characters who've like kind of been around this season? Come care about them now. Yeah, it also it like even does a job of trying to wrap up drama for them in this episode, and you're like, what? Yeah, no, no, leave that open for next episode for the wedding. Give us a reason yeah. to come back. Who do you think won this episode? Mm -hmm. Is it Cece? He gets to come in here, do all of his military nonsense, and escape with his new wife, who is much better than Buffy. It's true. He does rub all of his success in Buffy's face and then leave on a helicopter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Poor Buffy, man. (laughs) Really gets shafted. Best outfit from the episode? That's a good question. Everything's sort of a train wreck. That fucking breakup today. shirt. <laughs> I hate it too oh much to pick God. it. Uh, Buffy's got that nice like brown coat and turtleneck look, right? I do like her jacket. Yeah, I'll pick the jacket. Sounds good. I mean, brown. God knows orange. turtlenecks are. It's really yellow, it's really but that's yellow, fine. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, it's so yellow. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> I think if we've learned one thing, it's that I'm fairly colorblind. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. What do you think Teeks titled the review of this episode? The one where Riley comes back. Yeah, I mean, almost perfect. The one where Riley returns. Okay. Oh, should have gone for the alliteration. Yeah. I enjoy this episode. I love seeing Riley come back to find out that Buffy and Spike have been hooking up. It's so funny. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, It was pretty... It gave me, like, pretty hardcore flashbacks to last season when Riley would be just, like, lurking in Spike's crypt, (laughs) being all sad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. In this episode, Buffy's ex-boyfriend, Riley, returns to Sunnydale in need of Buffy's help. He needs to find a person who is smuggling dangerous demon eggs. That's a lot better synopsis than Riley gave Buffy. Yeah. Just, I'm just saying. Yeah, man, he didn't even mention the eggs. (laughs) Nope. We discover that Riley is now married and his wife, Sam, is actually very likable. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, no. She's about as dull as Riley She's is. So, so I guess they're good they're fit. made for each other. Yeah, yeah. After finding this out, Buffy goes to Spike in need of some release, and then Riley finds them in bed together. Mm-hmm. It turns out that Spike is the demon who has the eggs, although he says he's only holding them for a friend. Just a blatant lie, but sure. Yep, yep. After Riley leave, leaves, Buffy breaks up with Spike for good. Ooh, for good. Last appearance of Riley Finn. Mm-hmm. And of Sam Finn. Best, yeah, I mean, he doesn't mention that. Best part of the episode, Riley's face when he sees Buffy and Spike in bed together. Uh, is he's mostly just it, angry. Does he make a good face? Yeah. yeah. Worst part of the episode, when Buffy breaks up with Spike. Untrue. No. It was toxic relationship that needed to end. Yeah, it was awful. Anyways, wasn't really, really a relationship. What do you think the rating is? It sounds like a 9 out of 10? Yep. Yep. You're right on the nose, which in my ratings book is amazing. Untrue. That's why I love Teeks. Teeks loves the bad episodes. We've got a 2 out of 10, my least favorite Buffy (laughs) Buffy episode. A 5 out of 10, Buffy gets caught. There's there's another couple high ones too. Yeah. 8 out of 10, The Return of Riley. Why? He's so trash. He's so trash. All right. Uh, And coming up next time, we have Hell's Bells. Hell's Bells. All right, so uh, Xander and Anya are getting married. Xander from the future travels back in time to stop Xander from making the biggest mistake of his life. Xander believes this and is shaken to his core, which persists even after it is discovered that the demon, or sorry, that the future Xander is actually some sort of mischief maker, possibly Halfric? I don't know. I, I don't really remember that bit. Anyway, it's not actually future Xander. It's some sort of demon magical gubbins and (laughs) xander's still shook by it and he's like "Mm, let's call off the wedding and that's a bit of a downer yep that's the episode (laughs) we will talk about more of that next week with better pictures so i'm very excited for you to see the bridesmaids dresses (sighs) yeah are they gonna be trash fun oh they're gonna be such trash you know who's gonna be in this episode Squara? Clem. <gasps> Clem! Why? Woo! Why? <laughs> Who doesn't love Clem? Why is Clem there? <laughs> oh, good stuff. <laughs> I love Clem. But why is yeah. Clem there? <laughs> I have never gotten the impression that Anya knows Clem. <sighs> yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> listen, 
Marsters is still in the credits. I think Emma Caulfield's still in the credits, right? Yeah. Yeah. Tara never made Tara it. Tara never so that's made fine. it. No. And she never will, sadly. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see what happens there. It's probably a lot of the stuff that I predicted. And then I've got mm, very little clue for the rest of the season up until the very last episode or sometime near then, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how much how much you know. I think that the things you know about are going to take a little longer than you remember. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Probably. Probably. All right. Well, that's it for this week. Our listeners can always reach out to us via email, beyondthenew.hellmouth at gmail.com. Our pictures are up on Facebook, including the two almost identical Captain Scardboards. (laughs) (laughs) We are the same person. And if you want to reach out to us personally, you can hit us up on Hybe, which is a social network. Hybe, sorry, with a B, not a V. A social network from database powerhouse Oracle built with, and I'm quoting here, an AI-driven proprietary privacy engine. I'm on there at HybeMind, Michaela. You're trying to make me be on a social network built by Oracle? Yeah. Are you being fucking serious right now? Oh, yeah. Why? Because <laughs> I searched AI social network. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. They're not entirely evil as a company. I have to imagine someone working there has a, some sort of a soul. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe one person. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on there at HybeMind. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, I hate it so much. All right. Well, that's it from us. And until next time, farewell from the Hellmouth. Hellmouth. Hell no. Hell no.